more than that. Here they come. Let them get out. Yeah. The petting zoo was real good. And I, that, I know the kids had a good time, but if y'all see the snake that got out, <laughs> let, let Max know. Did Jim Bay ever find that thing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, it's a. Yeah. It's an honor to get to stand up here uh, and tell you guys a, a little bit about my marriage and, uh, and also share the Word of God. Uh, as you guys, I'm Jonathan Berryhill. Um, uh, we live here in Anderson, and God brought us here. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I want to read a scripture, a couple of scriptures. Uh, Proverbs 11:27 says, "If you seek good things, you'll find favor with the Lord." Mm. And it sounds pretty simple, you know, just seek good things, and you'll find favor from the Lord. But yet we still tend to fail. In Proverbs 18, it says, "He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord." And I'm sure all you women are nudging the husband saying, see? <laughs> and, and that is true. Um, you know, about 6,500 years ago, plus or minus a few hundred years, God created uh, marriage. Uh, he created Adam and Eve. And, of course, he created man first and saw that that was not good. <laughs> so, of course, he created him a mate, a helpmate, uh, which uh, most of you guys that are happily married, um, and I hope that after all this, you all will be happily married, that you can look at your spouse and say, I'm, you're right, God created you for me. Um, I want to go into Ephesians before I start telling you, because what I did is I've got this study, the seven rings of marriage, and it's not a boxing ring or wrestling ring, so don't get confused <laughs> with that. Uh, seven rings of marriage, and I've just kind of intertwined my testimony and my life with it. Uh, Bill, uh, in a deacon's meeting, had talked about giving my testimony, and uh so I thought, well, you know, I've been praying, and the Lord just said, hey, you're doing this study because it means a lot to you in your life, so why don't you just intertwine it? But let me read Ephesians, and you guys have heard this, and it's been abused but uh, um, it's in some uh, aspects of the world. Um, but Ephesians 5, it starts in 22, and I'm going to stop a few verses. It says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let wives be their own husbands to their own husbands in everything. That's it. Three verses it talks to the wives. The next nine verses, we're talking to men. So he made it pretty clear. Women, you know, do these things, but men, get ready, because here's our instructions. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Amen that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having a spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. It's your job, men. Husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it. Just as the Lord does the church... For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one, one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. You notice a lot of this is geared toward us men. Well, who's the head of the household? Uh, the man is. Um, it's, it's, the blood's going to be on our hands 
if our spouse follows or if our children follow or lead the way. Uh, and I know some of you in here may not be married. You may not even be engaged. But that's fine because in order to even have a good marriage or good engagement or whatever, your relationship with Christ has to be solid. You've got to have a foundation. And um, uh, I'm going to kind of go into now my life because uh, it hasn't always been solid. Um, most of you know a little bit about me. Uh, you may know I ran for office, and don't worry, I'm not up here spitting out any kind of running for Senate or anything, you know, nor do I ever want to do anything like that. Um, I'm from a broken home. My, mother, my dad was actually a Baptist preacher for years and um, just, just became a, uh, a victim of alcoholism, and it just demolished our life and uh, ended up in prison. So from the time I was about six years old, I lived with my grandparents on and off, and that was my grandmother who passed away here recently. Um, ended up living with her for, a long, for, for about 10 years on and off, and they were really my parents. Uh, my dad had served some hard time in prison and got out on good behavior and stuff, and I ended up getting to live with my dad uh, about the eighth or ninth grade, um, and he's still alcoholic, and still to this day, uh, he is, and I love him to death. Uh, my mother was wild, and so I really didn't have much of a home, and uh, I could do about anything I wanted to. Well, sometimes I found trouble, sometimes I didn't, but I always knew that my dad expected me to do right. I don't know why, uh, but I always knew that he expected me to do right. And whether that's something that God instills in all of us, I, I hope. I, I tend to think so because we all try to do the right thing, but just some of us just choose to not. I'm not sure why. but So went to high school. I was a uh, high school athlete. I played sports, played football. That's where I met my bride, Hannah. We were high school sweethearts. And um, when I, I, I got out of the, uh, high school, I immediately went into the Army. Uh, one of the main reasons I went into the Army is because her dad's a retired colonel. I knew that I wasn't just going to get their kid for just because I was Jonathan Berryhill and played at this little 1A high school linebacker. And so I was like, I've got to do something with my life. And uh, I got saved when I was 17. That's the only reason Hannah dated me was because I became a Christian. And I didn't realize that till. I finally asked her, you know, why did you wait so long to ask me out? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, well, she, she told me, she says, well, my mom and dad don't like me dating people that aren't Christians. So God had a plan for me right there. Um, I'd like to say that I served in the Army, and well, I did. I served in the Army. I was an infantry sergeant when I got out. I'd been deployed, um, got injured, and uh, decided to get out of the military. Um, well, after I got out, I, I ended up becoming a police officer, like that's a lot safer, and worked narcotics and did all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, and Hannah and I did get married at 19. When I got married, I immediately got deployed to Bosnia for about eight months. Um, that's not good for marriage, because uh, I went by myself. And so um, after, I'd like to say, you know, we, we were married happily ever after, but that's not how it worked. We've been married. Uh, I'll tell you guys a little bit about myself, and I'm going to have ADD, so I'm going to jump here and there, so you just guys got to bear with me. Uh, I love the outdoors. I love to hunt and fish. I love God's creation. That's just uh, creation, Genesis. That's, that's just my favorite. I thrive on that stuff. Uh, if there's a hunting season, uh, I'm, I'm in it. If there's a fishing season, I'm fishing. Most of you guys know. I've seen you pictures of fish and things I kill, and we eat them. Um, and so... Um, Hannah and I have been married almost 20 deer seasons. Um, 
I think it'll be 20 this year, 20 deer seasons we've been married. And for not you non-hunters, that's 20 years. Um, the first, uh, about seven, were, were not grounded. And uh, just so you know, almost ended with the big D, and I don't mean Dallas. Um, don't want to say the word because I hate the word because uh, that's where I was from. It was a broken home. Well, after the police officer, uh, Hannah and I were actually separated. Um, well, the moment we decided to put Christ right in our marriage, that's when it brought us back together. The moment I humbled myself, because in Isaiah it says, um, you don't have to worry about it because God's going to humble us all one day. So if you got a lot of pride now, the best thing you can do is get rid of it because... He's going to humble it one day. And he says in Isaiah that that's going to happen. So I decided to humble myself and say, you know what? It's not all about me. Just about being a Christian. It ain't all about you. Uh, it's about a greater picture. And so uh, that's what I did. Um, I humbled myself, and me and Hannah got back together. And I'll tell you, that's, that's the moment our lives started changing. I was a police officer. Uh, police officers don't make that much money, Bill will tell you, so respect those guys. Those guys are willing to risk their lives, same way as military guys. I was a sergeant leading soldiers in combat, and you don't make a lot of money. Uh, it's just something I always wanted to do. So anyway, um, the moment we put life or God in our marriage, it, our marriage came to life. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Just like when you guys give your, your, your life to Christ, how your life just changes. It's amazing. And so our marriage actually started, I, I think of it because I love to garden too, and I just love the outdoors. I've already told you guys that. It, it's almost like it budded. And I said, oh, I see something here. I see a direction finally. Because like I said, I was from a broken home, so I was just like, divorce, whatever. You know, the, the world would have you believe it's okay. The world jades marriage because it's of Christ. I, I got a statement I wanted to read. Um, in 1963, if you're not familiar, that's when all the controversy about um, Christianity in schools. And it really wasn't Christianity. It was prayer and reading the Bible. And it wasn't so much of we're going to take it out of schools. What they said is we don't want the government institution laying that down to the children. So they said we're just going to stop it. Meaning kids can bring their Bibles and they can pray, but we're going to stop it from being, a, I guess, a part of the lesson. I don't know. I wasn't alive in 63. Um, I was born in 77. <laughs> the court's ruling suggested simply that a student's family, not the government, is responsible for decisions about religious instruction and guidance. There was respect, not hostility, toward religion in the court's ruling. So what did that mean? What does that say? That says that it's not up to the government, the schools, it's not up to the church to raise your children and to teach them about Jesus Christ. Jesus, they, they, uh, the, the word says plainly, bring up your child in the way uh, um, that the Lord would have you to bring them up and they won't ever depart from it. So if we do our job as a married couple, we're like Ephesians said, then the kids of the community of everywhere, they're going to see that. And who doesn't want something that looks good? You know, something that feels good. You guys ever notice kids from broken homes, they love to get with families that are together? That's how I was. I loved to be around Hannah's family uh, because they were a family, and I didn't have that from the time I was about five years old. Um, and it, it, was, it was a good feeling. Well, 
After I was a police officer and, and, and Hannah and I decided to put Christ right in the middle of our marriage, um, uh, I had the opportunity to leave the law enforcement world. I actually went, walked on at UNA, played a year over there as a, a walk-on linebacker, uh, but I already had kids. And so uh, you guys, if you've ever dealt with um, uh, college sports, there's a lot of time consumption that's devoted there. So I realized real quick that I had to make a decision. Uh, it was either my marriage and my kids. I had Mabel and Levi at the time. Uh, Coach Mark Hudspeth called me Daddy. That was my nickname because I had sitting there walking with kids. All you know, and so uh, I went in and talked to him, and, and uh, I ended up um, graduating with Athens State University. Um, ended up getting into the medical field. Uh, we farm a little bit. Ended up in the medical field. I own a company that does prosthetic limbs, diabetics use stuff like that. We're actually based out of Athens now, and um, so that's what I do uh, now. Um, and so the next moment that really changed our life, Hannah and I's life, was the moment we decided not only were we going to have God included in our marriage and God included in our, um, our children, but we said, hey, we're going to give it all to God. Work. I was working three or four part-time jobs. I don't remember, Hannah, how many? Three or four, wasn't it? And going to school, finishing up my degree. Not making a lot of money. It's not all about money. You know, money's a good thing, but the love of it is a bad thing. Right. Uh, the love of anything. You eat too much sugar, you're going to swell up. Um, I tend to do that too. Some of you guys see me, I get bigger and I get smaller and bigger and smaller. If I keep the sugar away, I get smaller. Uh, so, anyway, we, uh, we was in a Dave Ramsey class, and I'll never forget it. Financial Peace University. We had credit card debt. I'm sure no one else in here has that, uh, but we did, and we needed financial help. Well, the, that, that opened up our eyes to, hey, you know what? It's not about a career. It's not a, you know, and these are all worldly things that are good. Don't get me wrong. They're good, you know, to teach you about a career, to teach you about, oh, you need to go to college and do this and be CEO of the company. Those are all good things. Don't get me wrong, but that's not why God created us. He created us to be his children first, and then those other things we can utilize to be able to witness to other people. Amen. So the moment Hannah and I decided to do that, we're sitting there at Financial Peace University with Dave Ramsey over at Emmanuel Baptist Church uh, in Athens. Um, God just opened up the door. And it's almost like I could, I felt him just say, that's what I'm talking about. Hannah and I, you know, we got our marriage back together. Uh, we were on the verge of just being just a statistic, just like every divorce today. And... Um, well, four children later, we now have six children who I am blessed and uh, I love to pieces. Uh, I invest my life in my bride and in my children. Um, Bill will tell you, um, that, is, that is who I concentrate on. Besides God is my children. My children and my bride come first. My bride, then my children. And, and that's how my life runs. Uh, it hasn't always ran that way. And guess what? It's, the world's going to try and tug me other directions. It's a constant battle as being a Christian. But uh, I've learned to humble myself. Um, I didn't want to marry a loser, so I don't want to make her the loser of every battle. Who all in here likes to win the battle? Yeah, that's me. I'll tell you right now. I like to win. And, uh, but I didn't want to make her being the loser of every battle. And I, I had to realize that. Hey, John, humble yourself. Well, guess what? Christ died for me. He got nailed on the cross. Is that winning? Well, it was for us. But for him, I mean, is that winning? So he was willing to do that for us. 
And, um, and why did he do it, you know? Why did he do that? Uh, well, he gave, because he knew we were going to be weak. Um, so let's get back into marriage. So, you know, here we are. Um, how many years later, me and Hannah have, um, um, you know, I got my own business. We have a farm out here. It's just, it's just awesome. I thank God each and every day. And it's a battle each and every day for us to do this. And so uh, Bill came to me. Um, gosh, it's been almost two years ago, uh, well, close to two years ago, and he said, hey, think about doing a marriage class. My first assumption, just like all your guys, maybe not, maybe it's just me, I go, oh, gosh, no, uh-uh. <laughs> almost like him telling me to get up here this morning. I was like, <laughs> he's like, hey, do you mind doing your testimony? I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to. Um, but that's the flesh in us. You know, we don't want to do those things. Uh, you know, we're looking for people in the children's ministry. Nobody wants to commit. I'm the world's worst about a commitment. I don't want to commit to anything. That's my weakness. I'm willing to tell you guys that. Just don't use that against me. Um, so I'm going to have to go through my notes here. So, so Hannah and I, uh, we fight every day for our marriage. Uh, I agreed to do this, um, this class, and it's actually been a blessing to us. It is... Uh, Iron sharpens iron. If you got, if you men that went with us, um, that's a good symbolic of you and your bride, or you, or you and a buddy for Christ. You know, uh, you got to stay sharp in this world. This world will teach you bad things about marriage. It'll refer to a marriage as a ball and chain. Remember this: if you're married, your marriage is a symbol of Christ's relationship with the church, and that's what He says. That's so if it's a relationship to the church, am I going to refer to Jesus as the ball and chain? Mm. Am I going to say I need some me time to get away from Jesus? Those are worldly things, and I know they're tough, and that's tough sometimes to swallow. It was for me, but I can tell you that the reward so far, uh, we're almost 20 years in. We were just in a few months, well, actually January 17th, will be 20 years we've been married. Uh, the reward the past 12, 13 years has been amazing. And it's all because we've had God braided in our marriage, braided with our raising up our kids. And, uh, and that's how we want it to be. And guess, like I said, we have to fight every day. So what I want to do now is I just kind of want to briefly kind of go through the rings of marriage that this study has. And I'm going to intertwine it uh, uh, with, with how my life has. And so the first one is engagement ring. Is anybody in here engaged? Anybody in here been engaged? If you're married, uh, you've been engaged. Um, I was crazy about Hannah. Uh, like I said, she wouldn't date me unless I was a Christian. I had no idea. Uh, thankful that the Lord knew better than me, just like when he created Eve for Adam. Um, and then so after we got uh, married, uh, which is the wedding ring, that's the second ring, uh, Hannah and I eloped, uh, believe it or not. She didn't believe me when I told her to meet me at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, because I was going to marry her. <laughs> And so we met down there, we got married, and uh, I got deployed. I think Hannah and her mama came up to Fort Riley, Kansas to kind of, I'm not sure if Hannah's mom was with her or not. I think she was, wasn't she? Yeah, and then Hannah stayed with me a few days, and then uh, I deployed. And uh, it was a rough time. Um, but then I got back. We lived together a little bit. If you ever served in the military, especially in the Army and the infantry, you're not at home a lot. You're always gone. Uh, so... We didn't really understand what true marriage was, and all I had knew was from a broken marriage. And um, Hannah and I were going to church here and there, 
uh, because we knew we were both Christians. We knew what God wanted us to do. We've always known when we're not when we've forsaken the assembly. Uh, we've always known when we're not been doing what we're supposed to do. And um, like I said, you got to be willing to humble yourselves um, if you want to be successful. And anything, you always got to be willing to humble yourself, and that in my opinion. So after the engagement ring is the wedding ring, well, after we got married and after really I got out of the army, the next ring is discovering. Well, we discovered real quick that we were two sinners trying to live in a covenant that was created for, by God. Um, like I said, it, it was very rough at times. Um, we actually were separated, and, and papers were started uh, for the D word, and um, it was it was a rough part. Um, we started persevering. We started kind of talking about, hey, you know what? We have Mabel. We need to do what's right. So the persevering came in. That's the fourth ring, and uh, we were both willing um, to work at it. Uh, that you know, at first I wasn't uh, willing to work at it. You know, I was a very prideful person. You know, I had a little bit of a temper, uh, thanks to United States Army Infantry. Um, had a little bit of a temper. I had a little, you know, I, I blew up at things, but I realized real quick that if I did not change, I was going to lose something that God created for me, and that was Hannah. Um, so I started. We started persevering. Well, the next step after the the uh, fourth ring was once we decided to put God in the mar our, our marriage, um, number five is restoring. And that's always tough because guess what? you got to admit you're wrong. Um, you know, the Bible says for us to, uh, to reconcile, mm -hmm. meaning to get with the person that you've done wrong to and sit down and talk with them. And so I had to sit down, me and Hannah had to sit down and go through all that and say, you know, we were wrong, we were selfish, I did this, you did this, you know. And so we sat down and... We went through all the, the things that are uncomfortable and, and, you know, admitting that who wants to admit they're wrong. But uh, I, was, I knew I loved Hannah, and I knew God created her for me. Uh, but we did a lot, a lot of conformed, world conformity get into our marriage. You know, you do the woman things, I do the man thing. You know, and that's, I don't see anywhere in the Bible where it says all those things. So we started looking in the Bible for answers. And the answers came... Well, hold on for a second, because Christ was created, and he's supposed to be the husband, yet so he died for his bride, and he came as king of kings, lord of lords, but yet he came in the form of a bond servant. So as the husband, I need to be in the form of a bond servant, right? Not the king of kings saying, sweetie, get me some tea, get me something to eat, you know. Don't, don't get me wrong, I did that. Uh, did Christ do that? Not in the Bible. Um, I, I can't find anywhere. So why in the world should I take the place of king of kings and have someone serve me? Although she does serve me. And I'm blessed to call her my bride. And uh, very thankful. But at the same time, I try to serve her. And I fail miserably a lot. Uh, like I said, hunting and fishing times get in the way sometimes. Uh, and and uh, I just have to sometimes humble myself. Um, well, so... We got engaged, we got married, we discovered, we persevered, we put God in the middle. As Ecclesiastes says, you know, the three cords are unbreakable. We had him in the middle. It's no shocker, but guess what? Everything started restoring. That's the sixth ring. So 
it's amazing to see that when you put God in your life, not just say it, but actually do it, that things actually start to prosper. And that's the sixth ring is prospering. Uh, you're a Christian, you, you, or, or if you're a lost person or, or a Christian that's just out of the, uh, you're not in the wheel, you put Christ right in the middle, next thing you know, things start prospering. It, it's amazing. Um, and so this is the point in our lives to where this is what kids dream of, little girls dream of, happily ever after. Oh, you know, these are the things you want. When you get engaged, you see this vision, and that's the vision that we had. And we realized, oh, man, this is it. Well, we have to work at it. I've got to serve her. She's got to serve me. And so this prospering became addictive. And so we loved it, and we still do. Uh, we, you know, we, we, we work on not what the world says. You guys know I'm a very, I'm not a traditional person. I'm a very conservative person. And we do things based upon what we feel God wants us to do. We homeschool our children. A lot of people look at us like, you're a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> But you know what? We don't care Amen. because if that is being part of the body of Christ, then that's fine. That's what we feel God telling us to do. Amen. That doesn't mean he's telling everybody to do that. Um, I hunt and fish and grow a big garden and do things, and I just love that stuff. Some people think that's weird. You eat that? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Hannah's uncle always used to say, hey, if God didn't want us eating all these animals, why did he make them taste so good? <laughs> Because I love to, man, it's nothing more enjoyable than to harvest something and, and, and eat it. Um, so this prospering, man, it just, we had more kids prospering. Uh, our, our, our marriage was on fire and still is today. I always refer to myself as a buck in rut, and I have to be very careful because there may be some kids in here. But um, I, I'm a big outdoorsman. Uh, but I love my bride, just crazy about her. I used to, uh, I got this great saying that Hannah's like a Krispy Kreme donut. She's hot and holy. <laughs> so I uh, got that compliments of a, my, a friend of mine. So uh, I just, uh, like I said, I'm crazy about her. And let me tell you, the prospering part put that fire in my heart, in my eyes, that I was crazy about my bride. And like I said, if you're not married, use these rings as I'm talking about with your relationship with Christ because we can always better. We can always be sharper. Always. Uh, I get dull at times. The world is a big dulling block or whatever you want to call it, and it dulls you. It wants to conform everything from raising your kids to marriage. It wants to give you these perspectives. If you watch TV, husbands are usually lazy and the wife is bossy and she runs the house or it's the other way around where the husband's mean and he expects food on the table there's hardly any movies on or any shows that shows a good covenant marriage how God intended it to be and there's a reason behind that because God says in the Bible that this world this is the devil's world this is his big food plot Hunting, get it? It's his food plot where the little deer walking around. He's going to pick us off if we're not careful. Um, so we, we had this prospering. It's becoming addictive. We, became, we started going to church. We became members. I became a deacon over there. And um, 
and, and things were just going so great, and Hannah and I was, I'm going to get to now, because most of you guys are like, well, how would you get running for Senate? I'm going to tell you guys how. Uh, I started a seminary program because I thought the Lord was calling me to preach or do a missionary. Hannah and I had thought about doing mission work, and um, lo and behold, it went from, I started it with Liberty University, and I got from going in a seminary program and actually starting it to three or four months later, I had done got convinced that I needed to be running for state senate. And I'm thinking, what, how did that happen? Um, but I thought the Lord was calling me to make a difference. And, and he did. You know what? It, I ended up out here in Anderson, Alabama, and it was just an amazing journey that I could tell you about. One I never really want to go on again, but I'm not going to say never because once I do, God tells me real quick that he's controlling things, not me. So I'm not going to say that, but Lord, if you're listening, I know you are. Please don't ever call me to do that again um, because it's something I don't want to do. Uh, but I was willing to do it just like I went in the military because I was willing to serve my country, willing to die for it because uh, I love my bride and I love my children. And I know all you guys are wondering, well, what's the seventh ring? It's not, well, it's nothing if you're Lord of the Rings fan. It's nothing fancy or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> the seventh one is what he calls us all to do, and that's, mentoring <clears throat> excuse me mentoring so if you are a married couple i can promise you there are marriages in here today that need mentoring yeah. there's men in here there's women in here they don't know how to live with another person they don't know how to control things listen i didn't know how to control myself i didn't know how to take things from hannah hannah didn't know how to take things from me so we need to mentor these people. If you're a Christian in here today, there is another Christian in here that needs mentoring. Amen. Because we don't, the moment we leave out of here, it's almost like we're out of our father's supervision for some reason, but we're really not. Uh, when we were at the men's sharpens iron, iron sharpens iron deal, uh, <laughs> Pastor Dusty said, you know, I walk up on the golf course and they'll, people will see me and they'll go, hey, hey don't talk, shh, shh, be quiet, there's a pastor coming. And he's like, well, I appreciate the respect and all that. He said, but God's right there. He's everywhere. So for you to show me the respect, why aren't you showing the respect for God? Because the moment you walk out that door, if you're a Christian, guys, and even if you're not a Christian, God sees what you're doing, and he hears yeah. what you say. Amen. So the moment we walk out of the door is no excuse to not be a Christian anymore. Um, that mentoring is big because Hannah's parents were mentoring us, whether they knew it or not, because I never had that in my life. I was sharing this morning to where when I first, Hannah's brother and I were, were, were buddies, and when I first um, started hanging out with him, I, her mom served him. I mean, just almost like she worshiped the ground he walked on. And I was like, this is weird. Really, it wasn't. It was awesome. And so I was addicted to that. I really like to see that. Well, after all these years, you know, I was in the ninth grade then, uh, uh, I'll be 40, or I'm 39, or I'll be 39, I'll be 40 next year, so it's been a while back, and I was in ninth grade, uh, not as long as Bill, but, uh, wow. <laughs> you're always picking on Harold, so, <laughs> so, now it's reverse, now Hannah's dad, he's retired, he gets up, he fixes Hannah's mom's coffee, and, and I've got to see all this, because I didn't see it in my household, my dad was, in trouble all the time and and I, I just did whatever I wanted to do and thankful as Hannah's mom always says my granny was praying for me so 
we're at, the, we're at the last stage, and that's mentoring, which is what Christ said for us to go do. Go and preach the gospel to all nations. Amen. If you're a married couple, use your marriage as an example. You don't have to do anything spectacular. You don't have to go do no show. You sure don't have to get up here and talk. Uh, um, but it's just seeing. You know, you see these things, and people realize that you got something special. Um, and just remember, 6,500 years ago, plus or minus a few hundred, God created marriage between two perfect human beings because they were perfect. And I also joke around with my Sunday school class, can you imagine what the two first human beings looked like? Right, James? <laughs> can you imagine what two human beings that God created looked like? I bet you they look like superheroes, chiseled, swelled up, just walking around. I mean, and then because of sin, that's what has distorted everything today don't let it distort your marriage Amen. especially don't let it distort and conform your relationship with Jesus Christ and that's all I have guys I hope that listen if you're not part of a life group class I don't care if you've been married for one year ten years if you want to come it encourages me um, just to have people come I'm not the best teacher in the world I may be the worst but I try and interact with everyone, and I try and get Hannah, and we, we want to be there to, to help people through hard times. And guess what? We have hard times, and we need somebody to help us as well. Um, I'd love to say from this moment on, we're going to live happily ever after. But guess what? We're going to be fighting today, and we're going to be fighting tomorrow until the, either Jesus comes back and gets us, which I look forward to that day, or the day that we pass away. And so... Uh, Thank you for hearing me out, and Bill, thank you for this opportunity, and uh, I hope to see any of you married couples, if you don't have a life group class, in the seven rings, because I know we could definitely use some of your insight. Thank you.